0: Number one, Fukuwara Mask fan club. My name is Matt, and joining me today is a very special guest, Matt. That's me. Hey, welcome on, Matt. Uh, always glad to have you on.
1: Yeah, it's great to be here. I am, like you mentioned at the top, surprisingly excited to talk about Tiger Mask.
0: We are both. We are both very excited about Tiger Mask. Uh, we will get more into that later. But uh, as of right now, we are on week eleven of the winter season, uh, covering all sports anime from the nineteenth to the twelfth of March, or the twenty fifth. Right, the twenty fifth. That would be the correct. Uh, that <laughs> we would didn't be the
1: backwards point. in time.
0: <laughs> I don't, it says twenty five right in front of me.
1: Yeah. Um, I know.
0: Anyway, so a couple of announcements. So uh, March comes in like a lion. Uh, wrapped up last week. We are going to be getting a uh, review episode out there soon. We got TQ. Uh, we just finished up that. We just finished up Usakame, which was the last spinoff season of that. So we're going to be doing a TQ soon. And then Minami Kamakura ended this week, and we're going to bring ourselves the review of that one.
1: Yeah. yeah. It might be uh, Kurt, but it, <laughs> it will might be exist. Kurt and
0: tight, much like the Long Riders review, but it will be coming. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think I'd just like to dive right into Yawapeda, if that's cool by you. Sounds good. Okay, cool. So this week on Yawapeda, this was episode 11. Uh, so we get the wrap-up to the race between uh, Danchiku, uh, Koburagi, uh Sugimoto, and uh, Sanatoki. Uh, basically, there's this very tight sprint to the finish. Eventually, uh, Kobaragi breaks away, and he races on ahead... And it becomes a duel between Kobaragi and, uh, Sugimoto, uh, uh, Koburagi just barely manages to pull out in front and wins. Uh, there's a nice little scene where Sugimoto doesn't realize that he actually lost, uh, but he eventually does accept it. Uh, Imaizumi, uh, kinda tries to comfort him and he's like, dude, it's okay, I lost. And Koburagi has been selected to be as a member of the, the final member of their, uh, inter-high team. Uh, Donchiku is being left behind because naturally he didn't actually place in that race. Right. And so we kind of cut to a scene at the, at a university. Uh, we find out that Arakita and Kinjo are actually going to the same university and they're still in the same biking club. Anyway, that doesn't matter. We cut back to uh Kobaragi and Anoda. Uh they're on some one-on-one training. Uh and Koburagi has some issues with Anoda because uh Anoda is not that, you know, he's still kind of very weak and passive, but he discovers that Anoda really is just a monster at, at climbing. And we discover that next year's Inner High will have a slope that's twice as big as last year. So, naturally, Anota is going to be uh, pivotal to their strategy. Right. Cool. So, what were your impressions, Matt?
1: Well... <clears throat> I guess I guess my big issue is that they never addressed what Teshimo was thinking. I know we've been talking about this for weeks. <laughs> um... But it really frustrated me because the logic that we came to last week was saying, like, okay, so what's going to happen after this race is Sugimoto's going to win, Teshima's going to explain how he knew all along that Sugimoto would win and that that's why he promised the other two that he would put them on the team because he needed to motivate them to make it a good race so that Sugimoto could evolve or whatever. Right. Um, But that's not what happened. All that happened is that, you know, Sugimoto got second and Koburagi won and so they said like well I only said that if the two of you got first and second I'd let you on the team so since Sugimoto beat Donchiku by a couple meters uh Koburagi has to be on the team and I don't have to have a hard conversation with Aoyagi or something um but they, they don't even take it that far. Like, he never admits, he, there's no cut to a scene of Teshima being like, I don't know what I would have done if they'd won. <laughs> you know, like, some some way of admitting that that was a stupid plan that almost backfired that really? he would have had to he, back he, out of.
0: He's going along with it, like, way too easily. Just yep. like, oh, okay, well, I guess, cool, I guess that worked out for us. Like, cool, cool, awesome. So, uh, Sukumoto got second, so I have an excuse just to put uh, Koparagi on the team now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. And what was the point of making such a big deal of them both being on the team when immediately after he wins, they're like, "You're fine with Dunchiku not being on the team, right?" And he's like, "Yup, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm cool with it, whatever." And like, Cause... then why was it a big deal in the first
0: place? Yeah. Okay. So I just want to point out something. I, I've been hyping this up for a while. There has been, uh, between you and me, there has been, <laughs> a, there is a line that. Absolutely blew me away in this episode in all the wrong ways. Okay, um, I forget who actually said it, I believe it was a Maizumi. Okay, but he, because I think he's explaining to Anoda about why Koburagi and uh Donchiku have a major weakness against Sugimoto. And this is the exact quote here since the SS members are determined through racing, they've never understood what it's like to race with friends. I have never seen a single issue in this series ever be resolved by anything but a race.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like what does that have to do with anything?
0: Not only that immediately afterwards, as the as Kobaragi and Don Chiku are racing together, Don Chiku like valiantly pushes Kobaragi forward and says, it's okay, buddy, you take this one. Yeah, like a be, friend because, would
1: do. Exactly, because they're friends. Because they are friends. Yeah, like, and... what, what What gets me is that, yeah, everyone competes to be on the Inter-High team. Like right. This is a race had...
0: right now to determine who's on the Inter-High team!
1: Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> happened last, you know, in the first season at the training camp, when Imaizumi himself competed against Teshima. Right! You know... To be on the team, <laughs> Teshima, you
0: right now—you were kicked off the team or off the Inter High Squad, yeah—because you lost a race. You can't just back off on that now and say, "Oh, ra- like, "Oh, they only know racing; they don't know friendship. Racing yeah. is all that matters to you, people."
1: Yeah. Also, like, what I—I I don't totally understand why Sugimoto is racing with the power of friendship. Like, Ch- is his relationship? with his brother really that substantively different that it affects his racing.
0: Right. Like, it's like, Oh, he has to live up to the expectations of his brother because he's not a very good racer, but he needs to impress his brother. And so I don't
1: know if there was even that much logic.
0: Um, I, I feel like that. I think that they said something along that line, uh, because like Tsukamoto has a bit of an internal monologue there talking about like, you know, it's like, I've never actually been that great, but you know, my brother has always thought I was uh, like, basically thought I was the son and so, you know, I kind of have to live up to that for him. Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he had, like, a little internal monologue. Um,
1: yeah, it, w- it didn't leave much of an impression, though. right? And uh, that is... But yeah, it... Don Chico did, did uh, push Kobaragi forward. Um, and there was one line I wrote down from that where he said, Issa, which I guess is Kobaragi's uh, given name, right. um, I want to see you frolic like a child. <laughs> 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 what does that mean? And what a weird thing for a sixteen-year-old boy to say to another another like, a sixteen-year-old boy. Yeah, like that, I just feel like that's not something people say. Like, hey, man, you know, I just really want to see you frolic.
0: <laughs> oh, like like a child. I wa- it's like I guess I can see what's going on there. You know, he really wants to see that, like you know that, like that sort of boisterous youth in him. Like, yeah, because yeah, he's that yeah. excited. I. There was another thing I was thinking about watching this episode, which was there was this misunderstanding between Anoda and Kobaragi because Kobaragi didn't realize, you know, he there was kind of this joke that Kobaragi didn't recognize Anoda because he was being yeah. all wimpy. He wasn't what he was expecting. Kobaragi saw Anoda at the Inner High the previous year. The entire reason he came to uh, uh, Sohoku was because he saw the Inner High. He was specifically inspired by Anoda. How does he not know what Anoda's like?
1: Yeah. And I mean that carries over to the end of the episode where he gets frustrated because Anoda was like not masculine enough or something right, when he like, came to he... pass a message at his class and he was visibly upset with Anoda thinking to himself, "Why is Anoda so undignified?" That's like what he thought I like he's like, "Oh, he's not a dignified senior." Like, right. who, I mean, I guess I just don't, I, clearly I don't understand, but for him to be visibly upset and take it out on Onoda that he's not a dignified senior?
0: Right. And it's just like... It just
1: seemed, it seemed cheap. It seemed made up.
0: It's because it's like, we, because we have to have the scene showing like, no, Onoda's actually really good, you know, he wins over Kobaragi in the end through his fast climbing, because yeah. that's really all there is to it. Uh... There is one other... I I don't want to be, like, super negative about it. I do want to point out, I did kind of like the fact that Sugimoto didn't realize he had lost. Yeah. Uh, And it's kind of... But it's more on the basis that... uh, How has nobody ever realized that they've never lost before when it's that close?
1: hmm Yeah, like, why like, is he why the, is first the first person time? in this show? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, <laughs> all the time they have these sprints where you win by, like, half a tire length, and they were like, I know I lost. Like, it's like, no, would you I really I be lost. Would you really be looking at the other guy <laughs> and able to tell?
0: Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, you know, I did kind of appreciate that we had kind of, you know, a, a, they didn't earn it because, you know, who cares about Tsukimoto, but I did appreciate the fact that they tried to have a dramatic scene based around that.
1: Well, can I ask you one? Well, I, I think we have two, two more, two more things before we move on. Okay. Um, the first being, why didn't they just wait until the training camp? Like, clearly, <laughs> I—that's that, the thing. I, Teshima didn't. Maybe I, I guess he said this was like for the sixth slot in the what? team, but he didn't have to say that, and he could easily have said that was too close. Um, it could yeah, have gone either way. Like
0: Kobaragi specifically mentions like, you know, if this had been like just a couple meters shorter, like Sugimoto would have won. And it's like why are yeah. you just picking your team based off of a, just this single
1: race? I know. It seems like really bad leadership where you make a decision that monumental based... And there were so many influencing factors. Like, you're not you're not putting them in an environment where they're independent. Sugimoto raced against them mo- for, for the most part when they were as a team and he was by himself. They what? never addressed that. They never addressed the fact that, like... Well, Onoda tries to address the fact, but they don't acknowledge it as legitimate that last year they didn't pick a team until the training camp. So, what what's the reasoning for ha- because, having to do it all now?
0: Because they say it's like, oh, well, because I want to make sure that we get an inner high team prepared now so that we can, like, focus on training for it. But at the same time, you're not going to be doing any different training because... I mean, I'm sorry to say you're riding bikes. There's not really any sort of different training you can do right now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they want to they work as a team of six and work on their... Teamwork? Yeah. i really bought the
0: whole, like,
1: like, we ride
0: as a team thing, but anyway.
1: And that that's the thing. I don't see why it has to be those six, because what happens when one of you gets injured before the inner high? Why wouldn't you train as a group of eight? And then have two people that are, you know, designated as subs after the training camp. But the eight of you practice together because it could be any six of the eight of you if people get injured. Yeah. Like that exactly. seems like something people would do in order to be prepared <laughs> and not have someone just show up on the team. You know, if Anoda gets injured the week before the race and they just put Sugimoto on the team and he hasn't worked with them at all, like that's a sure. disaster no real team would do this (laughs) that's just that's what gets me yeah no i get that uh the the last thing i want to say about this episode and we need to move on right is that uh (laughs) i don't hate yo i wish it could be more than it is uh but i did have this this moment in the episode when we we cut to college and we saw uh, Arakita and Kinjo together. Right. And they had a little moment talking about how they're going to race together for their college. And I thought, you know what? I'd rather watch that show. <laughs> you know, it's, it's more interesting because we have Kinjo, you know, who we've seen as being the
0: stoic leader. All of a sudden now we have to see him again as a newbie. Yeah. You know, it's, and, a, it's a more yeah. interesting uh, aspect and... Uh, it's something that Ice Shield 21 implied with its ending, and, you know, that was kind of an interesting twist, you know, kind of having all these characters separated at different universities and kind of have to rebuild themselves. You know, I would, I'd like to see a story like that, so I'm with you on that. There was something more interesting there, yeah. rather than just the only information we get from that being, hey, Hakone's training really hard right now.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. Like <laughs> as opposed to what? As opposed um,
0: to before. It's like we didn't even get into like you didn't even hint at any sort of specific training. It's just, "Oh, they're training hard now." Uh, um, cool. But yeah, but uh we need to move on. So, speaking of people who are training really hard, yeah. would you like to move on to All Out? Ah, uh, sure. Okay. So, this episode we get a little bit more resolution on as to what happened during that uh that senior meeting during the, with the third years, uh, we find out that Matsuo has not actually been giving his all and he doesn't <laughs> na- <laughs> uh, basically he's, his philosophy is, look guys, we have no real certainty that we're going to make it to Hanazono because we have really just, just started this and, you know, our time is almost up, you know, maybe the, th- maybe we should just be focusing on training up the new team so that they can do it. Uh, but then we get cut back to the game and we, uh, We've basically what we find is uh, uh, Jinko is manage, is holding off Ryon pretty well. Uh, Rion, tri- like they uh, they manage to do a kick into a touch and Rion, Rion tries to fake them out but they manage it but uh, Jinko manages to, to kind of collect themselves in time. We have this whole situation with Sekizan trying to basically do everything on his own because he's desperately trying to impress Matsuo, and uh, uh, Hachi kind of calls him out because he's not thinking enough about the actual game. He's kind of do- it you know, he's kind of flying off the handle almost and doing basically kind of crazy things that nobody else would do. And uh, so after that, uh, Sekizan tries to collect himself a little bit more, and Hachi manages to score a try. Uh, Ryoin is kind of starting to get a little flustered, like, hey, I thought these guys were supposed to be the crap team, and yet why is our st- uh, second string kind of flailing up against them? Uh, and that's kind of where the episode ends.
1: Right. Uh,
0: so I thought this was a pretty solid episode, as most of All Out has tended to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is starting to run into the problem of... Uh, Matsuo has not really been that important of a character up until now mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird that all of a sudden we're kind of trying to put him in this position of yeah. like you know this is the guy that seki's on really needs to like push a, like you know you know this is the guy who he needs to impress
1: when you know honestly i
0: think that role would have been better suited for hachi
1: yeah i agree i mean it's it's episode twenty four, guys. Um, right. <laughs> why is Matsuo gonna be the the central focus? We barely saw Gion. Um right. and this is this has been our one complaint. Like, it's tough when you have a <clears throat> cast of twenty five or thirty students on the main team. Right. Uh, there is a temptation, you know, you do want to have a developed and broad cast. Um, not to mention everyone on all the other teams that you also have to develop. So it means you go pretty wide but pretty shallow. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't understand. I wish that this plot had had happened with someone you'd had a little more establishment with. Um, it was also frustrating that clearly there's a lot more going on, um, but they're right. just gonna. There there wasn't much to really dig into. They're just, kind
0: of blowing past
1: it a lot. Yeah. So all I I think the the most important line from that whole confrontation was Matsuo saying, "Oh, well, I can't go to college anymore." So, like, clearly something happened in his personal life, um, but these guys are too, like, well, they're teenagers and they're emotionally unintelligent, so (laughs) they're just like, well, so what you're saying is you're lazy. It's like, oh, no, probably, like, his, you know, he's had some problem in his family that he's now decided he can't go to college suddenly, and that's affecting his performance, but right. you're just you're just calling him lazy over and over.
0: Right, which, I mean, again, I actually do like this conflict, because I actually like, because, again, I actually really like Sekizan as a character, and I like the fact that he's a flawed captain, because he's somebody who's really struggling to be in this leadership position, and, you know, because of that, he's trying really hard to impress this one teammate, but he's kind of losing focus of the team. Yeah. Or, like, losing focus of the game. Even though he's actually doing quite well. Because there's this whole scene where he actually manages to tackle two people at once. You know, that's a big hype moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, it's kind of, it's immediately undermined by Hachi, who's like, Dude, you need to calm down, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you are spending way too much time, like... Be, looking like,
1: off the field. Yeah. yeah,
0: looking off the field. like Because you're... you're it's like... You're, your heart is not in this game, and you need to, like... You need to get it together, man. Yeah, it's like... the, one,
1: the one way it was a good call, like, so I didn't like it because they didn't establish the relationship between Matsuo and Sekizan right. earlier. What I did like about it was that it was sort of it was a callback to the earlier episode where that first year quit, um, right. And it totally messed Sekizan up because he wanted everyone to stay together and everyone to have fun. And he realized, you know, there were some negative effects to the way he did things. Right. Um, and that he was going to lose people. And he just cannot emotionally handle losing people and having people leave right. his team.
0: It's, it's um, incredibly consistent with his character. And the series has done a great job establishing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is that the char- it's The problem is, like, it's great... At establishing characters it's spreading them just a little too thin though yeah i agree um and then i I do also want to point out the fact i do like how the series has also kind of undermined its own hype for uh uh i'm trying uh mikado because the Mm -hmm. whole thing with mikado was that you know it's like okay this is the real threatening character on this team like you know this is the guy that we're trying to you know we're going to try and beat immediately in this episode, we see him getting thrashed by Sekizan. Again, you know, because, it's, you know, he's not really focusing, you know, he's kind of almost like a wild animal at this point. But, you know, like, there's something, you know, there's something in Mikado, you know, there's this shame, almost, of being on the second string, because he's like, I gotta live up to this team, like, I know I'm only on the second string, but, you know, I gotta get the first year, get, like, I gotta get the first string to pay attention to me, and, like, everything is going wrong for me in this game. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate again that sort of conflict there. Like, uh, it's a story we don't get to see too much in sports anime, about because you know so many sports anime are only about the strongest parts of the team, and we never get a, and we never get enough insight into the other members. And I know I just was complaining about the fact that there. Is, <laughs> well, uh, that's right, it's good.
1: One. It's good and bad. Like that. It, that's, right. that's the thing. Like, I. I don't know if my hesitation about the breadth of characters is just because I want it to be a more typical sports anime, but you might lose some of what makes it special if it were more typical. Right.
0: It's a bit of a double-edged sword. They took a risk, and I'm glad that they did take that risk.
1: Yeah, me too. Because this could have just been a Gion and Iwa show. Right. And it's really not. Yeah, it's really not. It's really
0: a story about the entire team, and mm-hmm. that's very refreshing. The problem is that when you do the entire team, you've got to, especially when you've only got twenty five episodes, and uh, we'll hopefully get some more. We'll talk more about that during our review. But right. uh, you know, when you've only got twenty five episodes and you've got twenty five characters, right? It can be it can be difficult to find focus yeah. and villain and rival characters for that entire team.
1: Yeah, well, luckily uh, it looks like in episode twenty-five we will see some rival characters from Rio and come out because I imagine the way that the coach was talking, he's going to sub in um, uh, s- some of the starters because, you know, just in terms of prestige, he can't let Rio and lose to some upstart school. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we'll look forward to that, um, but. More immediately we'll look forward to talking about Tiger Mask. Here yeah. we are. Yeah, right. here we are. Here's the here
0: is the uh segment we have been looking forward to.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, so this is Tiger Mask episode twenty-four. Um it starts off with uh Kevin managing to uh liberate Tiger the Dark from Boss Man. Um, and then Tiger the Dark intercepts Yellow Devil. Um and immediately pins him tears off his mask turns out that it's not actually the real Rev- yellow devil of course it's just that cowardly guy from the first episode what? who then runs off screaming or crying um apparently uh the third brought in yellow devil because he wanted to hype up tiger the dark whatever yeah um there are a, a ton of fights in this episode <laughs> uh, so you have ryu getting uh, appearing as dragon young um and then getting quickly knocked out by the third um you have uh well you have the third basically just waiting for people to come up and fight him and then trashing them immediately. Right. The most, the most interesting of which being Fukuwara Mask. So Fukuwara Mask manages to advance. Uh, Tiger Mask gets distracted, and Fukuwara Mask is all on his own. Uh, so he decides to fight the third. Uh, clearly, Fukuwara Mask has some history with the third. And then as they're fighting, the third rec- recognizes the possibility of who Fukuwara Mask is. He says. <sighs> He says, Keiji, is that you? Yeah. Uh, and But ultimately, Fukuwara Mask is uh, defeated by the third, and he doesn't say anything. They just sort of move on. Um, Naito then betrays Tanahashi so that he can be the one to defeat the third, uh, and, of course, he doesn't. Uh, so the third gets to the top of the pyramid first, and then Tiger Mask and Tiger of the Dark are able to fight they're going toe-to-toe, but then Kevin ambushes <laughs> Tiger Mask, and Tiger of the Dark is able to uh, knock him out. Um, so at the end of the match, Tiger of the Dark has gotten to the top of the pyramid, so he, they're going to have a 20-minute break, and then Tiger of the Dark will fight uh, the third. Um, Tiger of the Dark has been injured in his fight with Tiger Mask, and Tiger Mask is has been knocked unconscious as of being rushed to the emergency room. So... Matt, what do you want to talk about? Okay,
0: we have a lot we want to cover. I just want to cover just one very quick thing I want to cover before we go into anything else. Why was Kevin so amazing this episode? Yeah, dude he, start, he saved took on, the day. Dude, yeah, he saved the day multiple times for Tiger the Dirt. He took on three guys for him, still managed to climb up the stupid pyramid, and then last minute, Kevin just rushes in with an elbow to the face to Tiger, to Tiger Mask for a... Uh, so Tiger the Dark can get in a suplex. Like, what the heck, Kevin? Where was this? You were an unnamed joke character, because your name is
1: Kevin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty phenomenal. I, I. He's also so self-sacrificial. Like, why is right. he... He's giving everything for Tiger the Dark, when in reality, after the fight with Tiger Mask, Kevin's probably in better shape than Tiger the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, because he had to go up against Tiger Mask, of all people. yeah.
0: Um, but a couple other things I want to touch on, of course. So, um, I really like the ending of this episode. Like, we, we were talking about this off-screen, or off, uh, off-recording. Yeah, off-air, there you go, that's the one. And, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times when we have good episodes of Tiger Mask, they're always kind of with the, not, they're always kind of with the expectation that they're like, okay, this is going to be a one-off, and we're not going to get anything really mm-hmm. solid after this. Like, not for a while, but we'll get another great animated fight later on down the line. This episode actually gives me a lot of hope for the series, like, Mm -hmm. beyond this. Because what we have is, we actually have Tiger Mask losing for once. And what I love about it, it's not against Tiger the Third, It's actually against Mm -hmm. Tiger the Dark. Because this actually... Because this does a lot to set up a rivalry between the two of them. Because... We... (sighs) Like, they could have just had Tiger Mask lose against the third, and it's like, okay, so now we have the big villain, you know, Tiger Mask. you know, Tiger Mask is just not that you know there, you know, there's this great fighter that, you know, and he's gotta work up to. But, you know, everybody else is kind of inconsequential to him. The fact that we actually had him lose the Tiger of the Dark does add to their dynamic again. That was already kind of set up earlier in this season. Cause now because it's like Tiger Mask isn't just isn't weaker than Tiger the Great, he's also like, he's got such a long way to go if he can't even get to the fight right. to Tiger the Great. And that's what I really love about it. And the fact that it was against Tiger the Dark, now we've got one lo- we got one mm-hmm. win, one loss. End of the season, like, that actually adds to the climax mm-hmm. of that. Uh, what I would think would be really gutsy, and I'm wondering if this is the direction that they're going to go, I'm wondering if Tiger the Dark is actually going to be able to beat Tiger the Great, which would actually set up Tiger the Dark as being the main mm. villain. And that's something I really want to see.
1: I don't know. I mean it, it ties it ties here and I, th- I think we need to mention the mo- the most and I'm not actually kidding about this. Interesting and important section from this was the the interaction yes. between Tiger the Great the 3rd or the 3rd or Tiger the Great or whatever we're calling him <laughs> and Fukuwara Mask. <laughs> um because so yes. I, I broke it down briefly but i, I want to give it a, a little more detail e- effectively what happens is um tiger mask and Fukuwara mask are on the second level of the pyramid they're both able to get ko's at the same time so they they're both supposed to advance and and climb up but Right. Tiger Mask sees that Tanahashi is in a pinch. So instead of advancing to the third stage, he runs off to help Tanahashi and stays on the st- second stage. Um, right. Fukuwara Mask realized like, hey, I'm supposed to advance. And standing right above him is Tiger the Great the Third. Um, right. He knows who this person is. And there's sort of a seriousness that comes over. him. he just says like, well, guess I'm doing this on my own um you know <laughs> that's something he communicates with his body language it's not anything he says he just climbs up and he he begins right. to strike at uh the third and so the third sort of blows him off at first you know he thinks he's a joke character um but immediately right. once they start fighting he recognizes his strength and Fukuwara mask kind of makes a joke about it he's like oh look at me i'm just like a regional fighter like how am i fighting the gwm champ um but uh like i said tiger the great has this moment where he recognizes a move or something and he says "K.G. is that you so there's clearly a history between the two of them where he right. knows him and he knows his first name so a very close and personal history and that's right. you know there there's a lot of shots with them battling as equals even though Fukuwara mask has this goofy clothing in on he's shown as very muscular strong they're there's a lot of heaviness to the lines that they use to show them as real right. peers. Um, ultimately, you know, the third, he wins, he's able to knock out F- Fukuwara mask right. and he just sort of looks at him silently and then turns and walks away. Um, but I thought it was, I, 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 I want to know what your theories are from that.
0: Okay. So my theory, so Fukuwara mask clearly has an issue, has a history with GWM and this is a bit uh, this is a character detail we have never gotten before. We've never even had any sort of implication, at least yeah. as far as I'm aware, that Fukawara Mask was anything more than just a uh, than just kind of this goofball who maybe had a bit of a closeness with his like just like the last couple episodes, we, you know, we find out that's like, okay, he has a soft spot for his hometown. This guy's just kind of a goofball who's, you know, he's always been treated as the right. joke character. Uh, the fact that uh, we did get, but it does build on something that we found out before. Was that you know Tiger, uh, Tiger Mask realized like, hey, Fukuwara Mask is actually like you're actually not a bad wrestler, but why are you playing this mm-hmm. gag character? And, you know we don't really get an we don't really get an answer to that from before. We're finally getting that payoff there because the series has gone this long without really ever breaking character for mm-hmm. Fukuwara Mask. And now, beyond just that one little tidbit that we got, you know, that one little seed that they planted mm-hmm. early on, and we're finally and it's like it's it's a lot more satisfying now, knowing, just getting that implication that there's so much more yeah. to his character. And now naturally, my assumption is that he was, in fact the he was the yellow devil that we found at the beginning of the series.
1: Yeah, I agree. And we joked about it last week. Right. Um, because we thought, like, we were just trying to come up with something random for Fukuwaramas to be, but I actually think that's the best theory we have right now. Right. Because it would also add into
0: the... Because there's been a small recurring um, thread of, of redemption. Like, not really that much, but there has always been just a, str- a bit of redemption of a redemptive arc to some of the characters like for example mm-hmm. the fact that he is tr- uh, Tiger mask himself is training with the original yellow devil mm-hmm. uh, for example you know that's ki- that's kind of already planted in our head like okay you know what these originally evil people they can still be reformed. The entire premise of this series is that Yellow devil is a menace who needs to be stopped
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but however but the fact that Fukuwara mask could possibly be him, that adds another layer to that character because it's like, Hey, this guy maybe did some bad crap before maybe some horrendous stuff, but maybe he's not actually the problem. And that also adds to the dynamic between tiger, the dark and tiger mask. Cause tiger, uh, because tiger, the dark is so obsessed with fi- Cause he doesn't actually care about GW dem. He's actually falling into their philosophy Mm-hmm. And it's showing what can like what can happen, you know, if you pursue this mentality. You know, it's like it's the whole like it's the whole idea. You know, don't uh, don't hunt monsters for so long, or, for, uh, or else you'll find yourself become one.
1: Yeah i I agree with I agree with everything you said. I think we're getting to the point where we've seen enough of GWM as an organization, right and. You know, Tiger between Tiger Mask and Tiger the Dark, they've been exposed at a high level to enough of GWM that like the the Yellow Devil they're looking for, he's not out there hiding somewhere in GWM. Right. You know, like they've drawn out, they've fought all the best fighters. There's no one better than Tiger the Great the Third, and they're fighting him now. Like Yellow Devil's not out there somewhere hiding. So unless tiger the great the third is the actual yellow devil which is the other possibility um it you know it means that the yellow devil they're looking for is no longer in gwm and that's it um so i like that and yeah i do think i do think it makes sense that there's a parallel with tiger the great the third you know he sort of managed to rise up through the organization with either his friend or his brother or whatever relation they are um and then yellow the devil did yellow devil did this thing <laughs> yellow the devil yellow the devil I that's mean, probably it's a... that's what his name probably should have been um, <laughs> but you know he did this thing and he saw what he did to this family um in the first episode and that sort of started some a thought process in him right. like maybe i'm the bad guy you know maybe this is maybe there's a different way i should be living and so he ended up leaving and tiger the tiger the great ended up be- becoming the the champ um so I, I wonder if it'll parallel sort of with you know one with naoto and Takuma is sort of you know the the two paths you can go and also with maybe like kevin and Takuma, maybe there will be a point at which kevin is forced to recognize that you know gwm isn't actually going to help him out at the end that he's only hurting people um, and Takuma will say, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, so, like, so I could see some parallelism there right. between those two. Um, but I don't know, I'm just spitballing. <laughs> no, I hear you.
0: And it, it's kind of interesting, too, because uh, the series began, like, the story began, maybe not the series, but the story began with Takuma being confronted by Yellow Devil, and Yellow Devil basically taunting him with, like, you need to become me, essentially. Mm-hmm. And Takuma, like, you know... It's the whole like descent into darkness thing, and you know, it's a story that's been told a lot before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but what makes it interesting to me is the fact that the series has kind of been pulling the wool over our eyes this entire series, like, because you know, because it, it almost works to its favor that they didn't develop Tiger of the Dark quite enough before. Mm. Because there's just enough doubt in our... Because he's just a uh, blank enough slate that we can see this transition for his Yeah,
1: character. yeah. We don't actually empathize with him because we don't see things from his perspective that much.
0: Right. And, like, the fact that really all we've seen of him is, like... It, it lends itself well because, you know, he had that discussion with Tiger Mask before... About, like, you know, he... Flower said, like, I don't care about GWM. I don't care what other wrestlers were doing. Like, I don't think that they're wrong for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like... And right there, we have the potential for now... Like, because neither one of them understand who the other is. Like, that adds a lot more to their conflict for when they event- like when they inevitably have to find out who they are. Yeah. When-
1: because I think eventually they're going to realize, like, oh, you're my friend from back then. But it's... I, I I think they'll reveal it before the end of the show. Right. And I think they'll both decide it doesn't matter. Like, you're not who you used to be. You know, right. you're still the enemy. You're still between me and my goal.
0: But I, I do feel like at the very end, uh, what uh, Naoto's going to have to learn is that, like, if he really wants to be Tiger Mask, like, you know, like, what Tiger Mask represents is that cuz he himself needs to get over his hatred of yellow devil. Mm. And I think that's what makes it interesting that Fukuwara mask might be yellow might have been the yellow devil because they become friends.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and like the fact that he's actually befriended the man that he's been hunting for so long and the fact that Takuma never actually got that by getting involved in GWM because because he got involved with GWM he could never actually have that experience. A lot of this is re- like a lot of our excitement though is kind of resting on the idea that Fukuwara Mask was the original yellow devil.
1: Yeah I mean there has to be something there. like they gave us too much this this episode for right. there to be nothing there. like there's got there's something between those two characters and I mean I have there have been a lot of very bad episodes <laughs> of Tiger mask. like I am not here to defend Tiger Mask right. as uh, an enterprise. A lot of it is garbage, Um, but if you can ignore large swaths of the show and take the good bits, it does actually add up to some interesting stuff here. There is
0: actually, like, what came from this episode
1: was the promise
0: of an actually interesting story, and that was never something I imagined from Tiger
1: Mask for the past two seasons. Oh, exactly. Yeah, so hopefully this last third of the show can really right. pull, pull something together, um, and it's possible that they have the animation budget to do it, but no, right. I mean, like, who are we kidding? <laughs> uh, before
0: we move on, though, there is just one other little interesting tidbit that we didn't really touch on. The fact that uh, Tiger Mask is being rushed to the hospital, or being rushed to, like, the doctor's, uh-huh. Uh, the fact That means that Tiger Mask is probably going to get the t- mask removed in front of Ruri, which does add another layer to the dynamic of Tiger Mask, which I also appreciate. The fact that Ruri might actually have to learn, like, Naoto's actually going to have to deal with the fact that the woman he's in love with is going to know who he is.
1: Yeah. At the same time, like, that was such of a tough- Freaking throwaway plot between him and Ruri.
0: I understand that. Um, What might be interesting about the, that, though, is that Ruri does know who Tiger the Dark is. And once that comes out, that Tiger Mask, um, once it comes out that she knows who Tiger Mask is, and she knows the relationship between Takuma and the old man, like, mm, she someone could will be put the, the pieces together. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that's what's interesting to me about that. Yeah, okay. I don't care. I mean, it is a little interesting that now, Naoto might actually have to. Like, now that she knows that he's Tiger Mask. But it's like, really all that does is resolve a conflict that didn't need to be there. I mean, I don't yeah. particularly care. Anyway, we have gone on way too long on Tiger Mask. Um, I think
1: we went on just long enough, actually. Uh, that's
0: fair. <laughs> <laughs> we were both right. really excited about it. All okay, right. so something we are less excited about, of course, yeah. is Manami Kamakura High School Girls Cycling Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, this was the final episode. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so uh, the girls are in a meeting with the principal, and the principal explains to them that they've done a lot, uh, but they have not done enough yet to justify the club. The girls try and theorize around for a little bit, and they think that it's because they don't have enough mem- members. Thankfully, that's kind of thrown away as a joke. I kind of actually laughed a little bit. Uh, but what they uh, then they find out through Shiki, you know, their teacher. Apparently, Shiki overheard Sandy talking with some with her, with her somebody over the phone, and she's apparently going to have to go back to America, like, a lot sooner than they thought. And so the girls, you know, very saddened by this news, because Sandy's that important of a
1: character. Yeah, who they met, like, yesterday.
0: <laughs> they decide to take her on one big, last, memorable ride. Sure. Uh, and so they decide to take her to Mount Fuji, which... I'm surprised it took them this long, but I guess they wanted to save Mount Fuji for their climax of the show because that's the big location yeah. in Kamakura. Fine, whatever. Uh, so they ride for a while, and then I uh, don't know where Sandy decides she wants to have a race to the second station on Mount Fuji, and the girls agree because hey, you know it's it's her last ride; she gets to do what she wants. Anyway, uh, when they get to the second station, they find out that the principal has been hiding out there and she gives them the approval for the club. And I really, I want to save that for the actual discussion of the episode as to why.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, anyway, we find out as well that, uh, you know, the girls start crying cause it's like, oh, Sandy, you know, you're going to have to go away forever and we love you and we miss you. And then Sandy's like, oh, I'm only going home for a week. LOL's End of episode.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> end of series. Yeah,
1: end of show. No.
0: Okay, so now that we've gotten out of that out of the way, I what I want to... Well, Matt, why don't you just give me your impressions first? Did it suck?
1: Oh, gosh, yes, of course. <laughs> yes, it was awful. I mean, it wasn't the worst episode of this show, but that's a low bar.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty low bar to uh, limbo under, as it were. Uh. Um... So, what I want to discuss, first of all, for some reason, the principal hiding at the second station, <laughs> what I love the most, though, more than anything, was her reasoning for why she wasn't letting the girls have the club. Yeah. Um, so apparently, what they re- what she saw from them was that they had realized the joy of biking. and that's what they were missing because apparently, they were too obsessed with getting the results that they <laughs> lost sight of what it really meant to be a, part of a cycling club.
1: And you're like, that's, but you told them You us. told
0: them to get the results.
1: Yeah, do the things.
0: Do the things and get the results. And, appa- and it just blows my mind that they, have, that they have the audacity to imply that these girls have been working hard at anything. Only to then pull away, it's like, oh, you girls have been working so hard that you forgot what it means to truly be in the club. These girls have done absolutely nothing but just ride bikes around town.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, what about this? And also, they ended it with a race. It wasn't like the joy of cycling. It was a competition to get the results of winning Like how, how did that prove that they learned joy? Because Hiromi said that she had fun doing it. Oh yeah, exactly. Like you know, well, I was here hiding out, and I heard you say the word "fun." So now you're a club. Congratulations. What What got me, of course, is everyone immediately accepting her reasoning. Um, <laughs> being like oh she's right we needed to discover joy and friendship we never did that
0: we never did that despite the fact that's all the series has been
1: exactly like what are you talking about (laughs) like you know you guys went on a trip last time on a long ride or oh gosh i just used that word um but so you went on this day trip what was that other than how that wasn't getting results that was going on a ride and looking yeah they were going on a ride together and looking at windmills like how is that not the joy of cycling
0: like like, like that's it's like how can you say it's like oh you guys were just too obsessed with getting those results taking those leisurely rides around town
1: yeah exactly like um so the the other the other big plot point here was uh overhearing sandy talking in english which surprisingly good English, um, <laughs> I'll, I have to say. Yeah, you know um, what? I give him credit for making that entire
0: conversation in at least attempted English.
1: Oh, no, no. Like, that's the thing. The grammar wasn't awful. It was just, you know, clearly it was not spoken by a native English right. speaker. of course. But, which we knew. But other than that, it was good. Yeah. You know, the English was good. The English was fine. It wasn't illogical. Um, what, but anyway, what? so so Shiki overhears Sandy talking about Going home um, to see her grandma or whatever, and she just hides behind a wall and then tells all the girls that I overheard Sandy say she's moving to America. Like, why wouldn't you ask w- literally one question? Like, what kind of a teacher is just like, Well, I overheard someone speaking in a language I'm not that comfortable with, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure she said she's moving to America. I'm so pretty you sure throw she said party. she's going away forever. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: it's something I just, like, the funny thing was, as soon as that section ended, I actually thought to myself, you know, she's listening to this entire conversation in English. Are we supposed to just buy the fact that she understood her perfectly? And Mm -hmm. the answer to that question was actually no. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Like, I just, I I love slash hate, uh... The fact that this show always brings up problems that they can resolve immediately just through a simple conversation.
0: Right. Like, just like, if you girls had just talked to her or asked her about it, I also want to point out the fact that the reason Sandy didn't want to bring it up was because she didn't see it was important. You didn't think it was important to tell your friends you were going to be gone for about a week?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I I guess. That, that, that was fine with me just because she's like well i mean whatever i'm just taking a week off right Uh, i I don't know i
0: just it seems like to me that it would have just come off like she doesn't have to make it like a big thing she just you know just like as they're riding around town it's like oh hey i'm going on vacation next week to america just you know i thought you guys would like no i thought that i you know i'm excited like whatever yeah
1: but of course like that's that's the conflict that that is literally the conflict that the show ends on (laughs) is that they misunderstood english one time um and the fact that that's actually
0: how the series ends
1: exactly so they're like oh looks like you're not moving so we can ride together so let's ride bikes the end (laughs) um Matt, you, know you did you did you did uh forget to include one important plot point though. Oh, my bad. What was that? AOP. How oh. did their journey resolve.
0: Did it? It they just sort
1: of ended, which <laughs> is kind of how this show
0: ended, I guess to be fair.
1: Yeah. My my favorite part from the AOP was that they had this like nostalgic look over <laughs> how much fun <laughs> they had on their journey through Kamakura. It's been like two episodes uh preceded by like nine episodes of them in a bike shop being like, What are helmets? <laughs> 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 like that was not a like a great journey you can look back on of how much you've grown. <laughs> It was it was like yeah, figuring was, out what peddling is and then hawking some merch for, so, so, like, not just merch,
0: stuff. like just some fat like not even fast food, but you're just hawking food at a cafe. You're you're advertising a cafe here, okay, okay. guys. Like you didn't have this wonderful experience. Well maybe you had like a nice time, like I'm not arguing that. But, sure. you,
1: but it was like an afternoon. You
0: had yeah, it's like you had a pleasant afternoon, okay? Like don't, don't tell know. me that you guys had just like this incredible journey I know it uh, was so it was so good. and just oh my god this show. you know I, I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna be fair to long writers here. long writers at least had an implication of finality like we had a look back. we had this whole like yeah, you know what I had this wonderful time writing I I learned like I had new experiences. You know what? They actually did ride around a lot. We got to see, so we got it. We got the sense of an actual journey. Now the journey sucked; it was boring. But at the very least, we got we got at least the idea that they at least traveled a distance. These girls feel like they never left their neighborhood,
1: right. and we're Spe- trying to. Oh, go speaking, ahead. Yeah, no, I I I agree. It it didn't do much. Um, I think we'll probably get together some of our more final thoughts on the <laughs> review episode so right. Um, so the last thing uh, we're gonna do is uh, briefly talk through Usakame, uh, which was the final season quote unquote of TQ. Right. Correct. Um, so this was a uh, spinoff where they focused on the girls of Usakame high school who was uh, another nub- like the, the other tennis team that they occasionally went and visited in right. the show during TQ. Um, and so this is told from their perspective. The show is... The episodes are slightly longer. Um, they don't talk as fast. Uh, the the animation is very different. It's much more subdued and soft-toned. Um, right. and there's a lot fewer crazy hijinks. It's a much more standard show, even though it's still very short. Um, so the plot is basically... Uh, they have these four girls on a team, and... Uh, is it... Um, Kurumi and kayako are both sort of competing with each other in order to see who will be their senpai ayako's uh, teammate for the inter high Uh, You know who will play doubles with her and they're both sort of obsessed with ayako and they both want to play doubles with her so they they spar and eventually um, at the end of the show kayako um becomes the the future captain and she becomes uh Ioko's partner at the inner high in, in the meantime they have lots of little day trips and adventures and a f- few jokes they meet up with the tq girls uh and then they look happily into their future uh playing tennis together for what limited time they have left right um so it was, it was a 12 episode show with with many many episodes they were about three and a half minutes long um, were there any particular episodes that stuck out to you man uh,
0: they I mean I'm sorry to say the one that most stuck out to me was the one where they had like where the, the episode that was based around the TQ cast show, showing up mm-hmm. uh, I got a pretty big laugh out of the fact that the girl that the uh, the TQ girls mentioned that uh, it was a lot easier to speak in this epi- in the series.
1: Yeah, because they actually spoke at a normal cadence. Right, yeah, yeah
0: like, because they weren't speaking, like, in rapid fire, so... Right. Um, That was kind of the major one. I, I thought it was kind... It was also kind of weird in that episode, though, that they introduced this character. I don't... I didn't catch her name. She didn't really show up very often, and but it was like, the episode was really her introduction. She's kind of like a friend of the teacher, and I didn't really... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. they had a lot of random friends who showed up for one episode of an already incredibly short show. Right. And I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I was not super big, uh, big on the show, to be honest. Uh, I think you enjoyed this one a little bit more than I did.
1: I did, um, mostly because I, I appreciated the, the pace. I thought it, you know, it told a story over 12 episodes which right. is something that TQ never does which right. is fine because that's not what TQ's trying to do. Um this did have some development. It had like the goofy jokes but it wasn't insane. Like people didn't transform at a moment's right. notice. Um they did goofy stuff. They had some recurring jokes. Um, like, you know, instead of practicing tennis, they would practice doing the death requiem where they would try to kill someone with a tennis racket and, you know, and they would have other stuff like Kayako deciding to impersonate a printer or she would keep trying to recruit an adult man onto the team, uh, Sekiguchi-san. Right. Um, and so there was like, there were a couple funny recurring jokes, but it wasn't, it never reached the heights of comedy that, that TQ did at its yeah. best moments. There were very few points where you were actually laughing. The funniest points in the show, like you mentioned, were when the girls from TQ showed up again and redid their jokes. So <laughs> right. that sort of illustrates the issues with the show. Um, I thought the ending was fine and pleasant. Right. Um,
0: I, 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 think, but, yeah. I, I think I can kind of appreciate it on a level of so I, I I the problem with the uh, Takamiya Nasunodesu mm-hmm. is that uh like it was a spin-off but it was basically just another season of TQ. So this right. actually does this actually does feel like a proper spinoff of TQ. Like it's not just like another it's not like just a new series that is effectively just TQ just with a new set of girls. And so I guess I can kind of appreciate it on that aspect. It still has elements of TQ. Like, it's still kind of got the absurdist humor. uh, But at the very... But, you know, it actually does feel pretty distinct from TQ. Mm -hmm. I I think part of me was a little off-put by the fact by... Like, TQ got away with doing blatant advertising in their episodes because they treat it as such, like, a non-issue. It's just like, oh, yeah, by the way, buy the Blu-ray. It's out now. Whenever they just need to fill in a couple seconds with a joke. Uh, mm-hmm. whereas I guess, I don't know, I, I was really turned off, I guess, by the fact, like, so the very first episode ends with a live action pop, like, like with a live action pop idol performance of the ending theme. Yeah. And then the, uh, and then the second episode ends with like the main voice actress of the, uh, of the main girl, uh, ba- like basically being like, Hey guys, I voice the girl. I'm also in the Pop Idol group that does the show. Buy the Blu-rays, please. No. I guess, I don't know, it, it kind of, like, I guess what I really enjoyed about TQ was its very anarchic nature, and this just kind of, this did feel like, it struck me as the type of series that was trying to kind of cash in on the TQ theme, but not really, uh, uh but felt like a little bit more like I was being sold to, and I think... Think that kind of turned me off of it
1: yeah I, I agree I mean I wasn't sure quite how to take it because it was trying to both be a sincere story about you know high school days among friends and also have these stupid jokes and also sell this pop idol merch and also be about TQ so it never really felt like it was sure what it was or why it existed right um, it was perfectly pleasant. I liked it yeah. better than Nasu Desu, but um, but yeah, it, it's. I don't think it's something I would revisit the way I that mean, I would revisit some of the highlights. of TQ. I mean, I
0: guess really, if you're like into T, if you're like really into TQ, I mean, it'll kill another half hour of your day if you want to. Sure, watch no,
1: it. yeah, this is this is for TQ completionists, <laughs> um, right? Which um, is not a hard thing to be. And uh, real
0: quick, I just want to point out, I do believe that if the series was not as connected to TQ, I think I would have actually enjoyed it more if this was just kind of its own thing. Because then I feel like I could have at least put up with the uh, moments where they're trying to sell it. To, it, like, try to sell to me. Because then it's like, okay, yeah, here we we, we gotta do It's just what our, this is. It's just yeah. what this is. But when it's connected to TQ, and it's like... You know, you know I kind of like TQ almost as this sort of, like... Almost as, like, this Marx Brothers-type comedy that's almost so, like, that's so removed from any pretense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, when you kind of try and, when you're trying to sell that to me now, guys, uh, it kind of turns me off. But, yeah. uh, and that, and I guess, and it's like, that, and I guess it's because they didn't go all the way with the TQ humor. But, like, I I, I don't know. I guess I just really want another season of TQ.
1: Don't we all? Right. <laughs> I, I think that's all the time we have this week, Matt.
0: Yep, I do believe that is so. Well, thanks as always for joining me, Matt. I always appreciate it whenever you can join me on my show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me as your guest. I'll I, talk to you. I'll talk to you very soon.
0: Cool beans. Uh, on your way out, can you please hit the credits? My pleasure. Our logo design is by James Ratcliffe. The theme music is Fly High by Burnout Syndromes, covered and performed by Luke Bartka. You can follow Kosian Cast on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and our email is kosiancastgmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We will be back next week with the best and worst from the world of sports anime, and until then, keep training. <music>